Why, hello there, gang. Why, hello there, Nathan. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Reckless Attack. I am your dungeon master, Nathan. Thank you all for joining once again as we have just a nice, delightful romp through the Red City of Agmar where nothing bad is happening and there's no bloodthirsty screams going on in any direction, let alone in all directions. (laughs) I'd like everyone to introduce themselves in this... Wait, did I last episode? I just realized, did I correctly identify that we are fifth edition dungeons and dragons actual play podcast i don't actually think you said it at all yeah i don't think i did <laughs> but that's fine i have lost yeah. all track of this intro yep. yeah oh no you did it so it's good, good just keep no, going no it's all ruined <laughs> take two everyone i need yeah. i need a minute to regather myself knowing how horribly i have failed thus far please Individual across the table from <laughs> oh, me, save me as I as I slowly spiral into existential dread. Hi everyone, I'm David, and I play Caskrim Brightmane, the Dwarven Warlock, who is uh, trying to save everyone from existential dread. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, kind of, especially with this monster. Yeah, right. Uh, who is uh, with his friends and guildmates fighting many Mothmen? <laughs> moth moth people no moth we man. never figured it out how the moth man's properly yeah do it and to my left hi everyone my name is steve and i am playing zelv asterlin the dragonborn monk and i thought we had settled on moth menagerie was that no i'm getting a i think that was more though. descriptive of like in in that there is a formation i don't know We'll go. Well, the history books, I'm sure, will tell us. I think we're still trying to decide on the plural of Mothman. Is it uh, Mothmen or Mothmans? Right. Oh, I see. And if it's the, the same, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Actually, I I think it's Moths Men. Moth. Well, also true. <laughs> right. Uh, attorneys General. Classic. Exactly. But yeah, that's me. And so we're, we're going to go diagonally across the table from me. Awesome. Hi, everyone. It's Jonathan here, and I play Checkers, the Grung Druid, and it's Trusty Frog Pals, Mango and Junior. And today we're just having a chill time. Like Nathan said, nothing crazy going on, not surrounded by horrible shadows and mothmen. Nope. Don't have to worry about it. We can all nope. just go participate in the ritual and then go home and yeah. have a nice nap. Precisely. I mean, Checkers is having the best time. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> no, Checkers is really, really enjoying himself, actually. Just like running around uh, in the face of terrible danger, watching his friends and allies get hurt, watching all, this, all, <laughs> <laughs> all the screaming civilians running away, trying to get uh, to safety. It is chaos, and this is where Checkers thrives. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and and it's it's they're getting hurt, but not dying. Right? Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I think that would be the the kind of the line for Checkers there. I mean, well, some people have died. Yeah. Right. I think Checkers' stance on it is, <laughs> if they die, it is their fault. So, <laughs> but he doesn't say that out loud. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But you that is the that is the thought going in his head right now. But before we get to that point, let's talk over at Sophie. Hi, Sophie. <laughs> Hi, it's me, Sophie. I play Velasca Carter. The human asterisk, I'll tell you sometime, <laughs> cleric of the Arcana domain. <laughs> I promise I will tell you. Yeah, it, right. Eventually. We'll, it'll get resolved. Don't even worry about it. And Val is still just contemplating what rhymes with undulate. 
<laughs> Not many things. Fungulate. Yeah. Yeah. Pungulate? I don't know. That's it would be a pungulate if you came up with something. Um <laughs> hmm, layers. <laughs> Guys, I'm not gonna beat around the bush anymore. All those things about how not bad it is that we said earlier, that was not true. And I think we all know that. A blatant uh, falsehood, yes. Yes, but I think The lies! <laughs> Nathan, how could you? We trusted you. Well, you know, I, I'm sorry, but this is for the listener. You know, this is us coming clean. No, it's actually quite bad. It's actually <laughs> quite, quite bad. At the right of the Ember Sage obelisk, there was an attack. Not one Mothman, but a whole Moth Menagerie. All came out of the deep shadows. Mothmen that you guys recognize, many of them, but also a few that you did not, including the one that you faced down last session. And you were first told by Vina Calvetta, the head of the Red Guard, hey, we have an alarm set in place. Just buy time. We got to get the we got to get the alarm a little bit outside of all the noise to make sure everyone hears us and we got to make sure that as many people get out of here as possible. And then we'll take care of the horrible main mothman that is currently absolutely wailing on I guess you could say the bell tower, but also kind of like a strange facade of the bell tower you're not entirely sure yet you guys survived you thrived i would say in your last encounter and unfortunately you heard vina call out once more the alarm is in danger we need help we have to get it out and that's all the context that you have at this juncture just as a quick check-in though how is everyone doing in terms of their resources, in terms of their hit points, in terms of their general character morale? <laughs> Val's doing great. Uh, <laughs> no problems at all? No problems. You know, she's used a couple of spells, but her battle trigonometry has really paid off. She's really getting good at it. Is this a subject that the illustrious Atheum taught you? Battle trigonometry? <laughs> Absolutely. I was going to say, but like, pro- that was probably a class. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Of like, and it's different formulas for each like fighting style. Ah. You know? Yeah. So like her trigonometry is very different than Cass's or Cell's. And like Checker has a crossbow, so that'd be way different. Mm. But yeah, as a spellcaster, she has got to, you know, find It's the all tan- about the, the angles. Yeah. 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 Yes, that's how Val is doing. And also, Nathan, Sophie's asking the question of, are the bell towers magically connected and forming the bubble around Agmar? And that is why the Mothman is attacking it. These are great questions. Okay. As that's to what's what happening. <laughs> um, let's talk about it when you guys, if any of you survive, to turn back to the bell tower. And okay. we, can, we can talk about that. But that, Sophie, it's a great question. It's cool. a great question. Cool, cool, cool. Checkers is doing pretty well, but he's getting a little bit toasty because <laughs> as Billiam and the butterfly are flying above him, uh, the air is just getting steadily and steadily warmer. And Billiam's just kind of hanging out, waving his little frog legs around. Checkers is riding on top of Mango, having a good time. It's a lot of fun right now here in the Checkers <laughs> it's corner. It's good to yeah. be Checkers. Right. Uh, and just for the people at home, could you please re-describe Billiam? Billiam the frog. <laughs> Billiam the frog is a baby blue frog of... Literally just a sphere with little frog legs and a big white spot on his belly. But carrying Billiam aloft in the air is a large butterfly with red and orange and black 
wings that are steadily beating and just slowly warming up the air around it every time it beats. But Billiam and the butterfly are just kind of hanging around up in the air, doing their thing. Doing frog things. Mm -hmm. Question. Mm -hmm. Does Billiam have legs or just like digits that stick straight out from his sphere? (laughs) If he was on the ground, could he walk? Uh, Question. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, questionable. I think think that's what we said last time. It's like, you would look at it and you'd be like, Hmm. I would put money on no. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Kaskarin has taken a bit of damage. He's probably like half gone with his health, but his rocky Aegis has protected him through many hits in the last combat. He's about like half done on spells too. You know, he used a couple resources in the last fight. So as much as he wants to take a break, unfortunately now is not the time. No, alas. <laughs> Self is okay. Uh, he's down some, let's call it resources. So he's used a couple of key points, and he has used his breath weapon. All of that stuff comes back on a short rest, which uh, I believe the consensus is that we should not be taking that right now. <laughs> Shouldn't spend a whole hour just grabbing a cliff bar oh or whatever. Fine. We all know it's peace means jerky. Yeah, yeah. that's that's true. That's has, true. has Pete evacuated safely? That is critical. Yeah, right Pete, now. Pete would not have been. Pete is still very much in the museum square, wheeling and dealing okay. and trying to, <laughs> as he likes to say, move that jerky. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. I would like it noted that like the free object interaction is like half the time just slip in a piece of b- mid battle jerky yeah just, <laughs> i mean gotta keep the yeah. uh the energy mm-hmm. levels up absolutely so let's not dilly dally any longer than we've already dilly dallied you guys again you might not even see ravina is calling out it's been a cha- that chaotic of a last minute or so because again you are surrounded by people who are still Screaming, trying to run, not being able to run. Town guardsmen who are trying to race in, trying to be brave. But it is chaos at the moment. And again, at the center of all of this is this giant pyre with an obelisk right in the middle of it. You know that Vina has essentially told you guys something's wrong. The alarm isn't going off. Help. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a quick skills challenge, everybody. And it is essentially for you guys. The goal of this skill challenge is one, find where the alarm is. Two, get to it, obviously. (laughs) Get it just far enough outside of the fracas to make enough noise to summon more people. And is that it? I just kept listing as if I was going to be listing more things. I think that that's the main thing. Find the bell and then ring the bell where people can hear it. Yeah, drag the bell, ring the bell. Okay, cool. I will tell you, you need six successes. Oh, Oh, wow. Jeez. Before four failures. So it's a tough one. Uh, DC 13. So, everyone, roll initiative, please. This die sucks and I'm moving it. Luckily, you're just competing against yourselves, so. Well, in that case, myself is going on a whopping six. Yowza. Kaskarin has an eight. Val of the seven. Checkers with a 22. Excellent. So it goes Checkers, <laughs> like Kaskarin, Valeska, 
self. I, I would argue uh-huh. it goes checkers, checkers, checkers. Pretty, uh, <laughs> pretty much. Cast of hell yeah. self. <laughs> All you guys have heard at this point is we need to find the alarm. You guys don't even really know what it is yet, but just have been told something is wrong. We have to go find it. Would we have been briefed previously by Vina about, like, I'm sure we know what the plan is, but, like, what is the alarm? Like, what, what, what are we looking for? That's a wonderful question. Okay. It is actually a large gong. Like, literally just a large gong, which is a little bit unfortunate in terms of some of the sounds, but it is definitely distinct from bell sounds, but would be easily washed out if it is done right along all these creatures making horrible bell sounds. You would imagine there's enough commotion, certainly right now, that eventually guards would kind of make their way over. But the alarm being like, that's the signal. That is like, if you hear the alarm, everyone come run. And you also would know that a lot of people didn't get told exactly what they would be running into or where. So there might be multiple gongs across the city just as kind of the whole causality paradox thing that everyone is trying to tiptoe around. But that is what you know. So Checkers knows that he has to go help and find this gong. As much as he would like to run off and go just fight other Mothmen, this is uh, one step on the journey to becoming a good slash great slash the best adventurer. So, uh, <laughs> In that order. <laughs> what he's going to do is he's going to try and look for it using his perceptive abilities. Seems great. And Billiam's going to help <laughs> by... So Billiam and the butterfly just kind of like fly over to where Checkers is, just a little bit up above him, and he just lets his large muscular tongue down. God. <laughs> <laughs> Checkers is going to like grab onto it, <laughs> and Billiam is going to help by just airlifting Checkers oh, like a helicopter up God. into the sky. How did it get worse? I, uh, I'm, I'm picturing... He's just like freaking free-floating Tarzan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm also picturing like this discussion after this whole thing is over with the guards and the uh, Agmar officials trying to cover it up and explaining it as a weather balloon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so William's going to help by just giving <laughs> Checkers that increased vantage point and they're going to fly over and just see if they can find a large group of people, a large gong, Vina Calvetta. Um, just see if there's a direction that he can point the rest of the party towards. I would also like to change my imagery to just a really weird Mary Poppins. Yes, yes. Actually, yes, I, I agree. That is now absolutely mine, too. Float over Agmar, step in time. Step in time, step in time. God, boy, that that incredible description sucked all the air out of this room as we were all contemplating the true horrors that you've unleashed into our minds and onto our table. So thank you for that, Jonathan. Uh-huh. And as a reward, your DC is lowered for this role because it made me so happy. Your DC is higher for this role, yeah. please. Please, please go I, I thought about making the yeah. joke, but it's like, you guys yeah. you guys have a long skill challenge ahead. Let's keep it moving. Perception. 18. That is a pass. <laughs> Success. So you see in the distance, Vina is like shouting back kind of towards your guys' direction and maybe even kind of like starting to walk over to you guys to make sure you hear, but mm. is beset on all sides, obviously, so can't doesn't have a kind of clean release, mm-hmm. so to speak. And you can see she is pointing over her shoulder while also yelling out okay. in a direction. Okay, cool. And I'll come back down and convey that to the rest of the party. Like, it's that way. It's that way. I saw it. Or I saw Vina. She's pointing that way. You get it. 
<laughs> it's over there. It's over there. <laughs> Excellent. So you guys know the direction you need to go now, thanks to checkers. I'm going to say just for flexibility sake, you don't quite know exactly where it is in the fray. Yeah. But you know exactly where you need to be running. Mm-hmm. With checkers having landed and given us a direction, I imagine that there's still like, you know, crowds of people that are running Absolutely. in every direction. Like it's utter chaos. And so, like, moving in any direction is like fighting against the sea of Mm -hmm. people. And so he is going to use intimidation. And it's like shouting at everyone in front of us, like, get out of the way, move, move, move. And trying to, like, clear a path for us to get to the bell. Absolutely. Hell yes. 18. Ooh, that's another success. Nice. Everyone is still milling around. You guys did a good job of buying most of the people in this area some time to at least get the fuck out of this particular danger that you faced last time but there's a lot of people still around and as soon as your voice kind of rings out everyone's head snaps around even among all of the crazy chaos happening and they start kind of like bunching together and Mm -hmm. just kind of clearly making a path for you guys and Cascord isn't even like waiting for people to move like Mm -hmm. he's you know he's charging forward like even strong army like strong army people to just push them out of the way Val kind of seen that Cass is like working to make a path. Yeah. She will go up behind him and use her insight to kind of read the situation and see direct him as to like where the best path is and kind of more like reading the people mm-hmm. of like he's pushing them, but like he's not necessarily like hurting them. So they might be going one way and then because they're going to the left, the right is a little bit more open, and she's trying to kind of gauge Absolutely. that, have that situational awareness. Love it. Absolutely. Give me the roll. 19. Another <laughs> success. You guys are absolutely crushing. We're a well-oiled machine. Yeah, and so I'll say as you are kind of like directing and that kind of stuff, and you're able to get you guys unimpeded and honestly probably making sure some of these people that Cass is marshalling out of the way, make sure they're not running into more Mothmen. Yeah, and I think like... Val will kind of, as she sees, like, people might be like, no, this way, this way. Like, she's not going to let them run back to the (laughs) moth. I just got the beautiful image of you being, like, a sheep herding dog that just is, like, flitting around (laughs) while Kaskarin is, like, putting forward to be like, you go over there, you go over there. Honestly, I do want to, like, use light to be like, no, red light, red light, no, no, no. no." I love that. Cannon, done, 100%. And I'm going to say, Selv, you guys can now clearly see Vina, and you can see the direction that she is pointing. And you can see hovering over her right now is the Mothman with wings. It's not just her. There are, she's part of a group, but that is the one that she's kind of currently engaged with. Is Vina in the direction that we would need to go to get to the gong? Basically, yeah, she's more or less pointing over her shoulder behind, more or less straight behind her. Okay. What I am going to do is I am going to head straight for Vina. And about how high is this goth moth, I guess? Uh, the goth, yes, thank you. Uh, I appreciate that. Hovering over, like, above the ground. We'll say it is like 10-ish feet. It is either coming up from a swoop or going down for a swoop. So is close, though. Then what uh, Selv is going to do is basically head towards Vina so that it's very clear that we know where she is mm-hmm. now. And Great. then Selv is going to make a motion as he's running of kind of interlacing his fingers together and cupping his hands at, down on the ground and then pointing at Vina 
that she should do that. Um, <laughs> and basically, Selv is going to run up and put his foot in her hands and lift him up so that he can jump and smack at this goth moth as he goes by and then continue going towards where Why, I yes. guess the clock <laughs> Yes, you can do um, that. So yes. uh, my, my question is, would you consider that to be insight for her to get her to, to do what I want? Acrobatics, because that, that's kind of what it is, or an attack roll? Uh... I would say either of the... I wouldn't say insight, but I would say either of the other two I'm fine with. Okay. Because it's cool as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> then uh, I will I will make this an attack roll. 14 on the die, so that yeah. becomes a 19 to hit. Four successes. Nice. So what does that look like as you... As you ju- so Vina, like, finally sees you guys and has that kind of moment of recognition of, like, cool, fucking check one thing off the list. <laughs> you guys are on it. And then makes eye contact with Selv, and Selv is doing some complicated <laughs> hand gestures that she eventually susses out is not trying then, to be like SOS or hi, how are you doing in sign language. Once, and, he, once he gets a little bit closer, that where he could shout and she'll hear, he's like, uh, "Give me a booster." And then she just like almost unquestionably like she drops the sword that she's holding and like braces to have you jump up, and you guys do so. <laughs> Wee! <laughs> and we'll even say that as you jump up and you just smack this thing, that it actually drops one of the town guards that it is, you know, kind of like trying to bear aloft, as you guys saw last time when you fought it. And it stuns it so much that it drops it again. Not like meaningfully, it doesn't kill the person. <laughs> you haven't accidentally killed someone. Selv, you actually, as you were going aloft I'll say you actually even see the direction that you got you guys can you can see the gong you can't make out some of the details as to exactly like what's happening why it's not moving nothing like that you just get that little flash of like oh that's a gong (laughs) but excellent four successes at the end of round one everybody crushing it wow that is going very well I'm sure nothing bad will happen at all top of the order as Checkers is in midair, he's going to switch from, like, the hanging onto a rope from a helicopter stance to having Billiam wrap his tongue around Checkers' waist and just going into, like, a <laughs> Superman stance. You're just... You're just... You're just, you're just making things up. You're just fucking You're not paying attention to what anyone else is doing on your t- on their turns. You're just like, what's the we- next weirdest thing that I can come up with? There's, there's a reason for this, okay? Mm-hmm. I understand what Selva's got going on over there. And in that direction, what I'm imagining is that there is another large moth creature. And I'm thinking of this one as having, like, a large rhinoceros skull. And it's just going around just savaging town's guards, like, really just causing a lot of problems. So Checkers is going to fly over there and try to direct this rampaging Mothman in a direction, like, maybe down an empty alleyway or away from the general populace and away from the rest of the party. Love that. I'd like to try and use sleight of hand, which is, like, physical misdirection, to try and get this thing in a different direction. Okay. What are you... what What would you like to do? Is there anything in particular that you're doing to ensure it pays attention to you and goes the direction that you're going. It could be even you just be like, I fling a rock and like knock over some like wooden crates. Yes, or, tell you know, us what you like do that. to this horror gorer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that so, one I will allow. <laughs> yeah. So I'm imagining maybe Checkers like comes in and like 
blindsides this thing as it's charging and just like double hit, like hits it in the skull with his Superman fists. Double punch. <laughs> double yeah. punch. And just like comes in at an unexpected angle and causes this thing to kind of like think about what it's trying to do for mm-hmm. a minute before finding the source of what just hit it and running off in that direction. Yeah, I like that. And I think sleight of hand, I'm fine with kind of making that even be like you find that exact moment to get in and not be gored to death. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. Give me a roll. Oh, did not work out. Eight. Ah, that is a failure. Yeah, so, just one hit was not enough to really get it in the direction I needed it to go. You guys see checkers fly off and try to punch a rhinoceros <laughs> made of shadow and bone, and it goes about, about as well, as, well. You, yeah, yeah. About as well as you probably expect, I guess. As we're, as like, Selv and, and Vleska and Kaskin are moving closer to the bell, I imagine that there were, like, guardsmen who were stationed there ready to like ring it or like they're responsible for it you know it's not just a bell or a gong sitting out in the open and so Kaskin as he's moving closer is like trying to get their attention and also persuade them to like start moving the bell in the direction that we need it to go okay. he's like trying to signal like start pushing it that way like we gotta get it over there absolutely what you see as you guys are approaching and this is all happening and progressing what you see is that there are people around the gong who are dead. Like there are towns guardsmen who are dead, but you are able to spot some other people okay. who are nearby yeah. and can like, now you are just trying to convince them to be like, you get over there. We need that man. We need that move in that direction. Right. And absolutely perfect. Maybe there's an- another guy who's like trying to help some other people. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, we gotta, we gotta get that perfect. over there. Ooh, uh, 25. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Yes. Catherine is like big arm waving, like, because he's, he's a short dwarf, like, so, like, his arms are like reached up or the height of a normal person. So he has to really try. But fortunately, but they are covered in rocks. Yeah. So it's like enough to, like, hey, 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 go move that over there. So, absolutely. And yeah, these guys peel off from whatever it is that they're doing and maybe trying to help people get out, trying to figure out where they need to go next. And they hear you and see you guys charging and very quickly rally and start manning this gong and moving it out. So things are moving forward. You guys see where the gong is, but there is still a lot of chaos around. There's actually a Mothman nearby. Like, you guys still have a little bit more to go before you can successfully really start banging it and knowing for sure that this is going to get out. Valeska Carter. To clarify, we need to move the the gong further before we start ringing it, Exactly. Right? So you can either help move it, you can help move things out of the way, you can buy time, mm-hmm. whatever you think is useful. But yeah, now the goal is get it further out as quickly as you possibly can. Yeah. So Val seen how the light really directed the people and kind of yeah. herded them. She is going to use a combination of her light and thaumaturgy cantrip mm-hmm. to clear people out of the way. So she'll kind of have the ground, because she can light up like a 10-foot area, oh, the cool. ground or the windows, and like use like red light and kind of like a move left, move right, and use all of that to direct a clear path in awesome. front of the soldiers and casts. She's not gonna help push. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. it's, she would help to push, but is it a help? Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, it's like this is not exactly the beefiest of of D and D parties. It no. is Cass. <laughs> yeah. End of list. <laughs> so I would like to use Arcana. Cool. I love that, and it's kind of like an expression of your skill 
of like being able to quickly cycle through all of your abilities and make your choices clear as to like there's no room for error mm-hmm. when you're trying to direct traffic right. using only lights. Yes. <laughs> I love how so much of this is like Val is very adept at conveying information in a yes. way that other people understand and this is a prime example yeah, of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And I, I imagine how this also leads to the first street lights in Agmar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah basically. Or the, uh, you know, if there's ever an emergency, green is the safe way to go. Red, yeah, do not go true. to this area. Uh, I'm just imagining the world's most boring job for like entry-level mage <laughs> apprentice is like operating a single stoplight and just mm-hmm. being like, all right, new thaumatur. All right, all right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, please. Uh, 22. Or no, sorry, t- 20. Good news, either would have worked. <laughs> that is six successes. Woo! So, wow. so everyone, wow. like you guys are absolutely just like slipping through the crowd, making room, working as a perfect, well-oiled machine Probably in a way that you guys, I, for, as far as I remember, really even haven't yet. Um, mm-hmm. Just because there's a lot of weird stuff that happens right. all the time. But you guys are also pretty new to it. You guys are all just like, it's almost like you barely lost momentum the whole time. You're just sprinting in a straight direction. And managed to get some of the Red Guard to help you guys push a gong out. And who would like to be the one to bang on the gong? I, Val, do not want to do that, but as somebody's preparing to do that, I am going to group or instruct the Red Guard to use their metal like... Shields? Shields, but like there's the curved shields Mm -hmm. and form a semicircle around it to amplify the sound in the direction we need it to go. On it, absolutely. That relates to a question I had because I'm not that familiar with thaumaturgy. Uh, Does it actually, can you use it to amplify sound? I can use it to create a sound. So I can use it to create another gong sound. I can make my voice boom Uh, louder. Okay, voice. Gotcha. So Kaskrin makes his, you know, is finally able to, with the help of Valeska, to push their way through the crowd. As he reaches the gong, he takes his giant war hammer. And just as the other Red Guard formed this directed semicircle to amplify the sound, Kastrin runs up and hits the gong in the center, making this enormous sound that reverberates around to the rest of Agmar. (laughs) (laughs) Moments after the gong is hit, we can start to hear other gongs from other directions, other districts in the city begin to sound the alarm as well. As you start to hear one, then two, and then other gongs in response. They have a weird, almost discordant sound with all of the, you know, monstrous bells happening behind you. But you know that others in the city have now been alerted to some sort of emergency. And after a, even a few moments of clanging on this gong and hearing other gongs clang back, you all, from the distance, start to see a number of members of the Red Guard, as well as the large minotaur that you saw (laughs) at the games earlier in this day, and the Verdant Wave, all running over in this direction. And you know you have summoned the help that you guys have been needing.
And now, a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by A Foul Light Shines, a new free serial novel based on a D&D campaign. The Empire of Fire and Water has known 20 golden years of peace since the end of Agenion's War, a peace which is now in peril. When a ragtag group of friends intervene in a grotesque monster attack, they're too late to save a wounded man who leaves them with an encrypted journal and the words, Trust no one, Tyir. Can the gang find Tyir, escape the claws of more strange monsters, and uncover the lurking threat to the Empire before it's too late? This story features themes of found family and strength in diversity, and is available for free on Campfire and Royal Road. A foul light shines. Come for the fantasy. Stay for the cheese-obsessed goblin gunslinger. Hello, this is your pilot speaking. I would like to welcome you to Reckless Airlines. Our total flight time for this episode is approximately one hour, and we will be cruising at an altitude of 2,000 frog stacks. In a little bit, the fight attendants will be by with complimentary clips and excerpts from previous Reckless Attack episodes. We know you have a lot of choices when it comes to 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcasts, and we would like to thank you for choosing ours. If you enjoyed your experience during today's episode, please be sure to fill out the in-flight survey and leave us a rating or review, or tell a friend. Book your next flight with us at www.recklessattack.com, and thank you for listening. With that, I imagine the four of you look back at the battlefield that you have gone to, we'll say the outskirts of, and you see still a lot of chaos. A lot of the people have been evacuated, but you recognize a lot of faces still in there. Specifically, you recognize some of the faces of the people that you saved. Some of the people who you know were attacked by the Mothman, and you know... The danger is still real because partway up this bell tower, you see not only is the large Mothman still there and still now ripping away like panels of reality in a way that is very strange. You can still now see in kind of the hole that it's made. You can see there is the bell tower, but it's almost like there's a layer between the bell tower and whatever the Mothman is now ripping at. You hear a cry from near you. You see the winged Mothman, the goth moth, as the history textbooks will say, fall. And you can see the Red Guard let up a cheer as this thing collapses into shadow But the four of you, and maybe only the four of you, in this moment, see the large Mothman, the main Mothman, Mothman Prime, on the bell tower, suddenly sprout wings. Oh, that's bad. (laughs) Oh, no. And the battle rages on. What do you do? 
Val will immediately instruct the Red Guard that helped us move this gong and make sure they know they need to keep this path clear to evacuate those who are in the battle and make sure they have an exit out. Awesome. And then looks to Cass. Yeah, Cassgrin greets the reinforcements. You know, as the Minotaur yeah, close and, and the Burton wave, yeah, to try to start establishing a battle plan. And so he goes up to the Minotaur first and is like, what's your name, friend? Name's Garnak. Where's the fight? Garnak, we're headed back in the direction of the Bell Tower. Mothman Prime is uh, doing something up there. I don't know what, but clearly it looks to be bad. And he also turns to the Verdant Wave and says, Giannis, the Golden Tree is headed for the Bell Tower. If you have any ranged combatants, we could use them. Actually, at that, Selv actually points to Trancar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> says, and says, use your signal. <laughs> and as he looks at Giannis and the rest of the group, you know, he makes meaningful eye contact with Barzug, the dwarf rager from earlier, but continues talking with Giannis, trying to figure out how are we going to charge back in there? Like, what's the plan once we get in? Because this is the only shot that we have. And as this is happening... You can see, and all four of you can see, that this group of people, for the most part, are all, like, looking at the battle beyond and just, like, flabbergasted. These people clearly had no idea what they were running into, and but can see all the things happening in the background. Yes. They can see the Mothman? Yes, they can see. They can now, everyone, shorthand, everyone will now be able to see the Mothman. Um, Mothman, moth, Mothsman, Mothsman, whatever it is. <laughs> But the one who meets your gaze coolly and with an air of professionalism is Giannis Varga, the head of the Verdant Wave Adventuring Guild. The tall elf looks down at you, and there's that moment, just that little pause that feels like an eternity, but Mm -hmm. is nothing in the scope of things. And Giannis says, Trenkar with them. What do you need from us? Val will have been instructing the Red Guard she talked to to start grabbing other members of the Red Guard to make sure people are getting out. She is focusing on the evac plan, trusting Cass to figure out the battle plan. As soon as you kind of basically pointed the Red Guard who you brought with you to do that, they pretty much all agreed with you and started like kind of spreading out and that kind of stuff. And yeah, would, would already be grabbing people to make sure that things were clear, that there was kind of like a blockade set up, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, Selv will turn to Cass and say, Kavos and I can probably get to the top of that tower fastest. Kastrin will kind of, you know, he's kind of like talking to everyone now, and he says, Kavos and Selv, you know, you guys can make it to the, the Mothman the fastest. Try to get up there as fast as you can and, and maybe delay it from doing whatever it is that it's doing. And Checkers kind of comes out from the fleeing crowd. Floats <laughs> <laughs> down like Mary Poppins. <laughs> so what I'm imagining is Checkers is now riding on top of Mango, and Billiam and the Butterfly are just sort of perched on top of the large water barrel on Mango's back. He just kind of like squeezes out from the crowd a little bit battered, but he's not going to talk about that. <laughs> hey, it's not don't, important. Don't forget about me. And we look in wonder, and what... What is Checkers? Yeah. <laughs> What's his? What would you say yeah. it is that you do? Around What's your deal? Checkers. Yeah. Yeah. Checkers. We need information. We only know about 
the one Mothman, the goth moth that was around here, <laughs> but there must be others in the city that are still wreaking havoc. We need we need numbers. We need a count of them. Can you get me that info? Oh, you know I can. Perfect. We'll meet you at the bell tower. Keep an eye on us while we're moving. All right, you got it. And then Checkers and Mango and Billiam leap off into the distance. And then Kaskrin says to Giannis and Barzug, Vina's group was the last one fighting the Goth Moth. And from when we fought them, that thing was terrible to fight. I'm sure they have casualties. Go and reinforce her if you can and bring her to the bell tower. I'm sure that her expertise and the rest of her guard are going to be vital in the battle to come. Just writing down all the ways you guys are splitting the party. <laughs> what are we doing with the Garnak? The uh, Minotaur. Oh, yeah. And he will also say, like, Garnak with us. We're heading back to the bell tower. Everyone clear? Everyone clear. Starts, starts moving. Cool. Giannis and Barzug start running into the crowd, basically towards where the goth moth fell. Garnak, the Minotaur, steps up and is just clearly ready to follow you guys. Uh, Checkers floats off. (laughs) (laughs) Mary Poppins style and or probably jumps off. Spoonful of Checkers helps the goth moth go down. And Kavos, the red dragonborn, steps up to Selve and just goes, (laughs) and just looks at you. But before you all separate, since you successfully got through the skill challenge, and by got through, I mean absolutely fucking destroyed the skill challenge, you guys get a reward. That reward, one, you can spend up to two hit dice if you would like, as you are bolstered in your spirit by the sign of reinforcements coming. You also were able to move quickly enough that any concentration spells you had going, especially if it was a minute or less, is obviously when it's most pertinent, are still going. And you also get a full round, and again, it kind of got, like, glossed over or whatever, but you get a full round also to do any buffs, heals, drinking of potions, or whatever before entering into any sort of dangerous situation wherein that might become more perilous. Kaskrin will take this opportunity now that everyone has dispersed. You know, Garnak and Trenkar are with the party, and he's going to, you know, kind of recenter himself as mm-hmm. we prepare to dive back into the fray. And he's also, you know, he's going to spend some hit dice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heal uh, back to full. Nice. I rolled, nice. Yeah. nice. And in addition, he is going to take the lucky coin out of his pocket and hand it to Valeska. It Thank does, you. Yes, the, <laughs> the coin does nothing but imparts luck. But also, when you take the coin, you get that like subconscious feeling that you know where Kaskrin is at any point in time. He is going to cast Warding Bond. Oh, great. So you have resistance against all damage and plus one to armor. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Val puts it in a pocket. Like, that's under her le- leather armor. Perfect. Excellent. Oh, does that mean we all have to get little coin pockets? So, so you don't have one, so Val, this is like a secret fact we should save for after the episode, but there are so many pockets in all of his <laughs> clothing. Makes sense to me. Checkers will refill his stones, uh, and Junior will just meticulously place them in the hat pockets that he has. And then Checkers, Billiam, and Mango, and Junior. (laughs) 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 Thanks, our Patreon supporters, Billiam, Checkers, Mango, Junior. (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, They're going to leap off into another district of town. I'm I'm thinking about this as, like, 
Checkers is on top of Mango, and Billiam is just kind of like grasping the water barrel and kind of like using the little bit of flight that he has to help Mango's jump along a little bit more. Just glide ever yeah. so slightly. Yeah, just like he jumps and just glides a little bit, and then they all fall down and jump again. So it's just this this frog train. Of- <laughs> <laughs> Truly a frog, a frog locomotive. Right, yes. I really appreciate that, like, Checker's backside is just uncomfortably warm now yeah. after, <laughs> yeah. like, Billiam has just been, like, gently flapping his wings while attached to the uh, the water barrel. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, it's a, it's a hot tub. Isn't that what it is? <laughs> okay. Let me organize my thoughts because you guys have split the party so deeply. Val, what are you doing? I am with Cass. Great. That's what I assumed, but I realized, like, I don't know that for sure. And let's be sure. So, namely, the, what, five of you guys, Kaskarin, Val, Steve, or excuse me, not Steve, self. I would okay. never put Steve in danger. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Let me restart the account. Val. We got Kaskrin. We got Self. We got Trankar. We got Garnak. We got who else? All of the Verdant Wave. No, the well, Ver- uh, eventually. The Verdant Wave oh, is split too. Trankar, and Trankar is the one. Yeah, you've successfully also split my fucking NPC party <laughs> apart. So, yes. Great. Thank you. I mean, technically, they're just taking a different route. Yeah, they, to everybody's going to gonna meet up tower. by the tower. It's just a matter of, of time to get there. Yeah. Okay. So, you guys all start taking off. And go your various directions. Selv, you and Kavos are immediately like I'm imagining this just like cinematic sequence where the two of you are absolutely sprinting, like doing the and doing the equivalent of like what is it? Is a step of the wind, right? Is that what it's called? Yes. Of like no yeah. opportunity attacks, but are just like perfectly weaving in and out of a crowd, ducking, jumping over obstacles, maybe doing a, a, a punch every now and again when useful. I would say in the two of you, I'm just going to say make it to the bell tower without any major problems. <laughs> Self is it's missing all, an arm. It's all. Cavo says has no legs below the knee. Yeah, it's, but we're it's, fine. We're but fine, also, we're fine. it's all a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Baseline, it's a problem. So, checkers, you are basically trying to get some altitude to see what you can see around the, like, what is the state of the city? Yeah, so I'm interested in that, but I'm also interested in, are there other mothsmen that are going from other areas of the city to where the party is going to be fighting this creature? So Mm -hmm. I need to make sure, if there are, he's going to try and, like, head them off and turn them in a different direction before heading back to the rest of the party. Excellent. Give me a very important perception check. Okay. Okay. Ooh, 22. You learn a couple of key pieces of information. Mm -hmm. As you're looking around, and these streets are pretty well lit for the most part because it's it's just sun has just gone down, um, so it's not super, super dark yet. And there's lots of torches already up and running, especially now that there's a lot of alarms going on. (laughs) Uh As best as you can tell, it doesn't seem like there's any other, there's no other attacks happening in the city. It seems like whatever is happening, it's happening there. So you don't see anyone, and you don't see any monsters advancing or climbing on other bell towers or anything along those lines. Sure. So you see, it seems like the rest of the city is relatively safe. Nice. The other thing that you notice that I don't think anyone else would notice 
is you are just scanning over everything. And then I kind of imagine checkers being like, okay, cool. I checked. Doesn't look like anything else is going on. Mm -hmm. All right. You scan back towards the battlefield, right? And kind of like that main square where everything is happening, Uh the bell tower, still several mothmen rampaging, still a lot of people trapped, trying to get out Mm -hmm. and worse. Mm -hmm. And something catches your eye at the top of the obelisk in the middle of the pyre. Oh, boy. No one else would have noticed this because no one's looking that direction right now. Uh Probably no one in the city, and certainly not from your vantage point. And you see a small moat of green light at the top of it. Like, kind of right at the point. It's very small. It's intense, but not so intense that it's, you know, like lighting up the square or anything like that. Uh But those are the two things that you notice. Interesting. So this moat of light above the obelisk is kind of different from the rest of them in that the previous ones had just been like floating up and absolutely dissipating. Yeah, almost like almost like either small embers or even like almost firefly kind of thing, but very wafting, very loose kind of just going with the natural air currents and the mm-hmm. smoke. This one is specific, and it is like a little tiny sphere of light and perched right at the point of the Ember Sage Obelisk. And for some reason, this is really calling out to checkers. So what he's going to do is, Mango, I'll see you back at the square. Billiam and I got a moat to get. So he and Billiam are going to take off in the direction of the obelisk upwards towards the top of the obelisk in an attempt to see what this is about. But I'm thinking about this as like, again, that that helicopter digging from a rope from a helicopter and Checkers has one arm kind of outstretched, ready to try and grab onto this thing as he passes by the obelisk on his way to the bell tower. Excellent. I'm going to say back to Kavos and Selv. The rest of you are still making your way. And again, it's much more slower going. These two are, you were right in saying like, yeah, they'll be able to haul ass right. a lot <laughs> yeah. better and faster and more efficiently than we are. Parkour. <laughs> <laughs> lot of parkour. The two of you find yourselves whatever we'll say respectable distance from the bottom of the bell tower that you would like to skid to a halt. You look up and you see it is not just a large creature like most of them are. It is a giant creature to the point where you're like, how is it not like it shouldn't. The bell tower is not, I'm sure, should not be sturdy enough to hold how big this creature is. And it has these two big wings going out and it is still has very amorphous kind of features and claws and stuff, but seems to be even solidifying beyond its kind of usual gelatinous form, shall we say. Kavos looks over at you with a cocked eyebrow and says, Race you to the top. Selv gives a quick look. The uh, uh, So this thing, this the Mothman kind of has, is still kind of slamming into the tower with those shadowy tentacle type things yeah and it's probably about 20 feet up or so okay that was my question and but the other kind of key piece of information that we said earlier is none of these bell towers have stairs like it is every part of it is magical 
and there's no bell ringing. There's no bell ringers. It just is a magical construct. And so uh, it's bricks and stuff. There would be handholds for skilled climbers, but there is no easy way to scale this or go up. Uh, okay. Even on the inside? I was just curious. How tall is it? So the entire bell tower is like 50 to 60 okay, feet tall. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. yeah it's, it's the tentacles are hitting about 20 feet off the ground. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Hawkman's makes... like on the, like King Kong on the okay. skyscraper. Yeah, because my, yeah. I, mean, okay, I was yeah. like, the tower's only 20 feet tall. Yeah, <laughs> that seems my, my first thought was, cool. was if it's if it's hitting closer to the ground where I might be able to attack the tentacles. But no, it's, it's but high it's, up. It's okay, high up. Got it, got it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Does it seem to be hitting the tower in basically the same places? Yes. There is one place. It is just taking its giant fist over and over again. Fist is kind of a, you get it, <laughs> appendage over and over and just slamming. And now you can see it is now like almost ripping away whatever it is that it's been like hammering at. And you can see now where you are standing that there's dust starting to fall. Okay. Uh, I'll, uh, I will nod at Kavos and just say, to the top and then start going um i think we should uh not necessarily split up but spread out um (laughs) just so that just so that like one tentacle can't take both of us down if it decides to attack us so maybe maybe he go i I go to the right he goes to the left or or something like that or those sides and we kind of start climbing up self as you go kind of to your other side to start climbing and be separate you see Kavos, again, he's still wearing his kind of like combat harness, basically, and he hits a switch somewhere. You know, you hear kind of a metallic metallic click in response to something that he does, and you look back over your shoulder, and you now see that there are two big spikes protruding from his fists that he then slams into the side of this bell tower and starts Ooh. climbing. So <laughs> Selv, on, on seeing that, he's like, mm, I see. He takes out the rod <laughs> and just kind of puts it into the, you know, the, which, which rod is this? This would be the immovable rod. That's an important distinction yes. between other rods. Yes, <laughs> sorry, the immovable rod and slams it, you know, parallel to the ground against the wall and then uses that to, to climb up and then gets a handhold and then releases it and puts it up again just so he always has something that is stable for him to hold on to. Excellent. Sick. (laughs) The remaining group of you guys all come up eventually and see the two dragonborn monks scaling either side of this tower. Chaos is swirling all around you. This battle has not stopped in intensity whatsoever. And as things are happening, much in the way that we ended a couple of episodes ago, The image that everything ties together on is a small creature floating on the horizon. As horrible, horrible tongue billium (laughs) carries checkers aloft. Over your shoulders, (laughs) you see him going to the obelisk, completely ignoring the giant mothman (laughs) that is in front of you. And we will see what happens next week.
Do you have your character sheet pulled up? I do. Can I look at it real quick? How attached to you are, are you to your character sheet, Steve? Uh, this question. Yeah, we won't mm-hmm. be needing this anymore. I also need to heal, so we'll see how that works. Can we get a short rest in between now and next I part? don't think so. <laughs> are you sure, guys? Vina's actually yelling at us that things are going south. <laughs> You're going to so... wait a full hour? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just stand and look at her for an hour and be like, uh, you know, that alarm doesn't gonna, seem yeah. If it's critical. an emergency now, it's going to be an emergency <laughs> in an hour. <laughs> right. 